Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the Gin Lounge and the Chief Lounge Lizard. Today we've got a really, really big show for you. How big? Well, as big as the sky, partner. Or at least as big as the virtual world craves, which we all know is huge. Seems everybody these days is playing a massively multiplayer online game, or MMO, and thousands, or at least hundreds of companies are trying to make them on their own, uh, and come out and get a piece of this huge market. So we wanted to talk with some people who study the market and find out what makes a good MMO, what makes a bad MMO, and exactly how big this market is that we're talking about. So uh, I got three people to come into the lounge uh, today. For the first time joining us is Greg Crow. He's our puzzle and adventure gamer for Jin. And as more and more MMOs turn away from the traditional type of sword and sorcery type of uh, adventure, uh, Greg Crow will have more and more to do, I think, in this field. So, Greg, welcome to the lounge today. Uh, thank you, John, for having me. Excellent. And, of course, everybody knows Shella, our favorite European correspondent, joining us all the way from England. Shella is a, a rabid MMO player. Um, and she especially likes the uh, the superhero type of MMOs. Um, and she's also, unfortunately for her, had to play some of the bad ones that have come out uh, from time to time. So it'll be <laughs> interesting to hear her experiences. Welcome to the lounge, Shella. Thank you. And we have uh, Nate Woolley, our publisher. He's also our business reporter. He's got the street creds and the business sense. He's been published in such prestigious magazines and newspapers as the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, writing about the business and uh, the game industry. So, Nate, how big is this market? What are we talking about? Well, a recent Screen Digest uh, study released last week puts the anticipated market by 2013 at over $2 billion. What's really amazing, though, is how much that has grown. It's up 50% over that projection, and uh, I anticipate it being in the $10 billion range by 2020 when you include the non-traditional uh, MMOs that are growing up such as Webkins and uh, Jumpstart, that bring the smaller kids and parents who aren't into the necessary sort of sword and sorcery traditional MMO. So bringing, bringing in a new market, uh, you, you think that that prediction is actually even a little soft, and that's a big prediction. <laughs> I, I think it is intensely soft. It's still a small part of the overall gaming industry. But I think we could we could easily see a scenario where it becomes you know America's number one hobby, and not just for the sort of adrenaline fueled 16 year old boy market, but we get a lot of people uh, who you don't think of as traditional uh, gamers interacting with other people using this sort of service. Um, I, I know, for instance, my four year old is interacting with other people on Jumpstart and other online worlds as a precursor to going into kindergarten next fall. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she can't type, but she can certainly run around and click icons and learn stuff and do, <laughs> you know, you know, kid stuff. And it's working, and they got me for 70 bucks a year. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> way, way to go. Now, um, yeah, let, I mean, well, well played, Jumpstart. Well played. <laughs> let, let, let me, uh, let me switch over to, uh, to Shelly and Greg, who are more on the, on the player side. And, um, I know you guys both play MMOs a lot. We'll we'll start with you, Shella. What what makes a good MMO? Why do you pay 
you know, 15 bucks a month to keep playing the same game, basically, as opposed to, uh, I guess, going out and buying a new standalone game a lot. I mean, what keeps you coming um, back? Um, I think it's the community is the key thing for me. Um, what gets me into a, an MMO to begin with is the character gen. Mm-hmm. If the character gen's crap, then I'm not going to bother going into the world because I don't want to a spend money looking at this monkey of a character that I've had to produce <laughs> uh, and then waste my life looking at it sort of thing so um but after that once you're in the world I think the key thing has to be the community because and because it's perpetual um you know you want to hang out with your friends and see what they're doing and where they're going and um yeah, that's the key driver is you want to meet up with people the next day and do more missions. And um, there's nothing cooler than getting a great group together that works really well and just kind of charges through anything that's thrown at them. And, you know, you just don't want to leave. So um, it's it's almost like uh, if, if you left, it, would there be a sense of, you know, you're letting your friends down, <laughs> your online friends? Yeah, I mean, there is that. And just that you're missing it's like missing out on a party kind of mm. thing. You know, it's just um, the social aspect is the best let, thing about it. Let me interject here. Mm-hmm. Would that would that be considering um, an MMO, an extension of the trend towards social networking, Facebook, MySpace, and that sort of thing? Because the connection with other people, the continual mm-hmm. connection, becomes almost more important than the game itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it it does depend on the game, though. I think. I mean, there are games where there are games, uh, and Greg has played. Um, like uh, Greg, I know you played the yeah. Uru, the Uru game, and mm-hmm. that that was kind of like I think you were telling me that people were mostly just connecting. It was almost became like a giant party line as opposed to actually trying to solve the puzzles. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much uh, what it was because well. Especially when uh, Cyan World stopped supporting it, it became um, it became more of a you know a social lounge environment with you know occasionally a new player would show up and want to do the puzzles, um, <laughs> and there weren't that many there wasn't that much new content supported that you know toward the toward the latter days. I I haven't checked in it late, lately to see what's going on, but it hadn't changed. A lot uh, in the uh, time that I had been playing it, and it was mostly people just getting together and and talking about things. And that was and that was fine with you, and I assume that was fine with them because that was the way the game was sort of set up, I guess. Yeah, I was of course I was hoping for more with that particular thing because you know the the Mist uh, universe is is very immersive potentially, and and could you know be very very um you know, fun to play, uh, in addition to the, you know, the social aspects, but the people that stuck with it were, were satisfied more with the social aspects than with the, any new content that might, might or might not be coming along. Excellent. Well, the, the next thing I'm going to ask all of you is, uh, obviously we know that, uh, <laughs> the, the top, uh, game, uh, right now in the MMO field is World of Warcraft. And I, I know that all of you have had at least some dabbling in it. And, and I want to ask you what, what you think is, um, what you think is their secret. Uh, cause in the, in the past, uh, when, when Nate and I were just covering the, the beginning of the MMO industry, uh, you, you know, there was different, there would be number one and then somebody would knock them off and then somebody would knock them off. 
off, and it was kind of a battle for number one position. And World of Warcraft is just there, and they're so established now, I don't know if they'll ever get knocked out of the number one spot. So I want to ask you about that, but I also want to mention that uh, this particular podcast on MMOs is sponsored by uh, Chase Payment Tech. Um, Chase Payment Tech is a business unit of J.P. Morgan Chase, and what they do is they provide digital gaming companies, including software developers and publishers, uh, secure credit card processing, electronic check programs, international processing, uh, recurring and alternate payment methods, including PayPal, Bill Me Later, Green Dot, Money Pack, and Revolution Money. So they pretty much handle everything. In fact, Chase Payment Tech is the global leader in payment processing. Um, they currently process more than 50% of all internet commerce. Yes, you heard me right. <laughs> Over half of all the commerce on the internet goes through Chase Payment Tech. Um, so you can count on them to work with you to identify new revenue and cost savings. Um, Chase Payment Tech is actually getting into um, working with MMO companies. There's a lot of new MMOs that are coming online, and uh, they really need to have secure payment processing. You have to keep your, your users safe, and you have to protect your revenue stream. Um, there's a banner right at the top. If you're listening to the, this particular particular gin podcast locally you can click on the chase uh, payment tech banner which is right above us there on the page and if you're listening to it from uh, outside or you've downloaded it you can still get there you just have to do a little typing simply go to www.digitalgaming.chasepaymenttech.com and check them out we've worked with them and they are a really good company and they know what they're doing so you know, if you have a new MMO that you want to launch, make sure you get all the money that uh, you're due, and uh, they'll help protect your investment. So great. Thank you to uh, Chase Payment Tech for the sponsorship today. And now let's talk about uh, World of Warcraft. Um, who, wants to, uh, who wants to give their theory as to why World of Warcraft is number one continually for the past, I think, about four or five years it's it's interesting what you said, John, uh, in your introduction to the segment of how when this whole concept started, you know, with Ultima Online to Ashran's Call to EverQuest, it seemed that, you know, each one would get a year or a year and a half and then be replaced by the next thing. Sure. Well, at this point, like you said, World of Warcraft has been on top of things for a long time. They're currently eating, what, 58% of the, uh, according to the same... Uh, screen Digest survey, 58% of the MMO spending is going through in, them in the Western world. Uh, <laughs> that's what they checked. Uh, that's It's an astonishing number. Yeah. They've kept it up, and I certainly know people who are downright uh, addicted to it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our reviewers, Melissa Walther, is uh, actually in the front office right now playing. <laughs> As we speak. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Well, well, my my hard-earned corporate dollars at work. Shella and Greg, why, why do you think why do you think that is? You've both seen Warcraft and you've seen enough MMOs. What what is it about Warcraft that makes them number one constantly? Uh, Shella. Uh, um, well, I mean, the first time I went on it, um, I wasn't um, particularly impressed because, like I say, I like character gen, and the character gen is poo frankly (laughs) and um, Uh, uh. they all look horrendous and it's just like the best of a bad bunch basically so um but basically um i've had a a bit more of a look at it and also my boyfriend dave uh, had a had a spell on it Mm -hmm. and um he said that the it's so easy to use and that's what i've heard from everybody who's um 
who's played it is just that it's it's just intuitive the mm-hmm. the sort of user interface and um well let me it, let me stop you cuz i know i know i've talked to people who don't play mmos and this is just this just occurred to me and i think you made a really good point but and i asked them why they don't play mmos and they tell me they're intimidated by it it's kind of like going to yeah. a casino and playing the slot machines instead of going and playing the table games cuz you don't want to look stupid or silly in front of all these people so it's like do you think that maybe then the reason is because warcraft Craft so easy to play. They they pick yeah. they pick it up and they they lose that inhibition. Yeah, I mean, because that um, that was one of the things that stopped me from playing um, MMOs was it was like you were sort of um, gate crashing a party that you hadn't been invited to. You mm-hmm. didn't know the lingo and you didn't know what to do. Um, but City of Heroes came along and I just couldn't resist because it was <laughs> it was superheroes. So I just went for it. But yeah, it's because it's so easy to play. And um, there's um, also there's a s- small number of races and classes. So you can't you don't get too sort of bogged down with what you're going to be and what you're going to do. Gotcha. The quests are really easy to fo- it's you know, it's like a sort of. Um, more glide almost <laughs> interesting greg would you agree with that statement uh yeah i would agree um you can't have um both uh you know you, you have to either sacrifice uh, um you know in ri- rich storyline or gameplay you, you you're you're gonna make one really one really good and the other one hopefully acceptable hmm. um and and uh wow has gone to the you know it has sided towards gameplay whereas a game like uh, lord of the rings online has sided towards the story mm-hmm. the content is king in in lord of, in lord of the rings um but there are some gameplay issues occasionally that crop up but wow uh, has always you know when it came between a decision between gameplay and content they have always chosen gameplay and mm-hmm. I think that does appeal to a lot, a lot of players. And probably, probably that that bigger market that Nate was talking about, about the non-traditional players, and also the younger players. You know, they can get in and play it, and they don't yeah. feel they don't feel like they're not invited to the party because they don't know who Sauron is or something. You know, <laughs> they can pretty much get in and and start playing. Okay, so it sounds like Warcraft has got the uh, the gameplay down, although that doesn't necessarily appeal to everyone. But the the good thing is that there are a lot of up-and-coming MMOs that are on the horizon that look great. Some of them might focus on gameplay. Some of them might focus on storylines. Some of them might be kind of aimed at the hardcore. And some of them might be sort of non-traditional. So I want to get it from you guys. Which ones of the ones that you've seen that are upcoming are you most looking forward to? Um, Shella, why don't you start? Um, well, I'm going to revert to type and say Champions Online. I <laughs> knew it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's the same guys that did the City of Games. Um, they've handed over the, the rights to NCSoft for that now. So they um, are working on their own, another new superhero game. And it looks great. You can, you can create your arch nemesis. And you can decide what your powers look like when they're used, whether they're like blue bolts or pink clouds or whatever, which is cool. Sounds Um, like they've nailed the character generation field, which is your thing. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's based on champions. (laughs) It has to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also Star Trek Online. That's going to be so cool. It does Um, look neat. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it just looks exciting. Along with the new Star Trek movie as well. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we just, we just did the show on movies and sometimes the movie game thing doesn't quite work out the way we thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we can always hope. <laughs> Greg, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, yeah, I, I am actually looking forward to Champions Online because it does <laughs> look really, really good from a character generation perspective. Uh, I, I don't know how the gameplay is gonna be, but um, I would, um, I would have to say also the thing I'm looking forward to most that I'll probably never see is, uh, Stargate Worlds, which, uh, um, unfortunately, yeah. it, it, I, I love the idea of a Stargate, uh, role-playing game, um, but unfortunately the company that is developing it is suffering all sorts of financial problems and they're being sued over debts and so forth, and, mm. and I don't know if they'll be able to recover without some kind of bailout. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I was going to put them on my list as well, Greg. And I saw that like a lot of the programmers are still working like without pay and everything. And it's too bad because they they had a big showing at E3 a couple years ago. You know, they they built the big Stargate there and everything. Yep. And it looked it looked really nice. And I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they spent too much time, too much money advertising on the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't know. <laughs> but well, how much can that cost? <laughs> I don't know. They. <laughs> They have, you know, Battlestar Galactica. It's four million viewers. It's decent for a cable show. I um, think if I wanted to buy an hour on the Sci-Fi Channel, I could probably do it with a change in my pocket. <laughs> okay, uh, complaints can be sent to Gin Lounge at GameIndustry.com, <laughs> and I'll make sure they get to Nate. Um, Nate, is there any MMO that you are looking forward to? <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm looking forward. You know, I don't have a lot of time these days, but uh, I'm looking forward to watching them develop, especially as I watch my girls grow up, uh, eight and four at this point. And the way, you know, I was 30, 31 when Ultima Online came out, maybe a little older as the token resident old guy. Um, but I'm not kidding. My four-year-old, my eight-year-old are playing these things almost instinctively at this point. And, I mean, we've got a 12-hour drive coming up in June. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something they could connect online with uh, a cell phone or something that we could plug mm. into. Playing an MMO in the car, that would be the ultimate uh, test of civilization, I think. Or... Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't tell Dave. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the one that I wanted to bring up that I saw is called uh, Fallen Earth, um, and it is uh, one of my favorite genres, the post-apocalyptic uh, world. Um, it looks like they're trying to make it sort of a shooter interface. The thing that I don't like about MMOs is – because I feel really limited in my choices as far as um, when you get into combat. I mean, you've got your row of buttons at the bottom, and you've got like hard yeah. swing and soft swing and spin and stuff. But I don't know. I, I like games where I feel I feel more free, like a standalone type mm. game. And it looks like Fallen Earth is trying to do that with kind of a shooter interface. And of course, with the popularity of like Fallout 3, we all know that the yeah. post-apocalyptic world can be popular. So I'm, I'm I've got my fingers crossed and and big hopes for for a fallen earth so that that's what i'm yeah. looking forward to and i mean it's great to say that all the games we've mentioned that we're looking forward to um none of them have swords dragons or <laughs> elves it's, that's yeah, true which is which it was so needed <laughs> it's like yeah over well i mean i i had a question that I didn't bring up about, you know, the bad MMOs, and a lot of those are like Star Wars Galaxies, uh, Anarchy yeah. Online. There's a bunch of where they tried to do sci-fi, The Matrix, yeah. and it just Ooh. did it badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So who knows? Well, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. And yeah. 
Fallen Earth could be the one, I hope. I'm hopeful. Yeah. All right. Um, well, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us in the lounge. If, uh, if any of you listening out there would like to, uh, to join us, um, you'd send an email to ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Uh, again, hate mail can go right to Nate. I'll make sure he gets it. That's okay. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see you, uh, see you next time. And we hope that, uh, all the, uh, the games that you play are massively multiplayer ones, or at least, uh, that you have a good time playing the MMO of your choice. See you all next time in the lounge.